Hey Medford Bites listeners, today we have two great interviews. One all about the arts in Medford, and the other is an update from some young guests from earlier in this season. Hope you enjoy. All right, hi, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, If you don't mind just introducing yourself with your name, pronouns, and just a bit about yourself. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Um, my name is Laurel Siegel. My pronouns are she, her, and I am involved in a number of different arts organizations and initiatives around Medford. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so then the first question for all my guests is, uh, what is your favorite place to eat in Medford and what do you like to eat there? Sure. Uh, well, it's uh, it's been used many times already on your podcast, but uh, I have to say Goldilocks. Um, they're right up the street from me, um, and their Just Right Breakfast Sandwich is pretty wonderful. Um, and also their owners, Lindsay and Ed, are just such great people and great contributors to our community. So do you have a favorite bagel? Uh, every Everything bagel. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid choice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, so I know we have a lot of you, you're involved in a couple different um, art groups throughout Medford, um, and it sounds and we talked about sort of a list of those, and it's uh, maybe we could start with talking about the um, Arts Live Medford Foundation. Sure, absolutely. Um, so Arts Live Medford Foundation is a private foundation started by May Markabrek, who has been involved in numerous arts organizations over the years. Um, And really what she saw was a need for some additional funding for our programs here in Medford. Uh, We have our wonderful Medford Arts Council and some other resources, um, but we also knew that they weren't able to fully fund all of the programs. And also because they're part of the state's Mass Cultural Council program, they have some limitations on what they can fund. Um, And so she decided to create this foundation to enable us to fund some of these additional programs. Awesome. Are there, can you give some examples of uh, what they've funded? Absolutely. Um, so uh, we have been in existence for six years now. And over that time, we have funded programs, including MARV, the Medford Art Bus uh, through Arts Medford. Um, uh, we funded some programs for the Lakota Youth Day program. Um, and also there is the third grade songwriting project in some of our public schools. Um, and uh, various musical and theatrical performances, including the Medford Jazz Festival programs. Uh, so a real variety of programs around the city. Awesome. And so the idea is like, uh, if you have uh, like an art-related project that you need help funding, you can apply to Arts Alive? Absolutely. And it's a, it's a pretty simple application and we funds grant, fund grants anywhere from $100 to $2,000. Awesome. Yeah, you've, Arts Live has also helped out this podcast. So Absolutely, and we were happy to do that. <laughs> awesome, awesome, um, great. And how do? And we're going to have some links in the show notes about sort of how people can connect to Arts Live or find out some more information as well. But um, do you have any recommendations about like best ways for folks to learn more about Arts Live? If you're interested in finding out more about us, uh, you can just send us an email at artsalivemedford. That's all one word at gmail.com. Awesome. Great. Um, and you also are involved with Cache. Do you want to talk a little right. bit about this? Uh, so yes, I'm the president of Cache. Um, that Cache stands for the Coalition of Arts, Culture, and a Healthy Economy. And what we are is a coalition of 24 arts, culture, history, and educational organizations in the city of Medford. And our role is really to 
promote and amplify the visibility of the arts and our amazing cultural resources that we have in the city. Um, there's also that healthy economy element. Um, not only are the arts the economic engine, um, but also we work on the relationship between the business and the arts community because there's a lot that we can do to help each other and work collaboratively together. Mm. Yeah, what's well, an example of that, like a relationship between arts and um, business? Uh, well, one of the great examples is um, our Circle to Square program, which we are so excited. Uh, we're bringing back live this summer on Saturday, June 18th, um, after not having it for a couple of years. Um, so that was really born out of, uh, you know, a couple of people looking around Medford Square and saying, we need to do something to bring people into the square, get them excited about coming down to Medford Square. And so while we program arts and culture activities all the way from City Hall down to Colleen's, we also engage all of the businesses or as many, as many of the businesses as we can in the square and also outside the square come and have tables at the event. Um, so getting people to walk into a storefront and find out more about these businesses that we have. Sounds great. And how did you, um, how did you become involved? Like what's, where does your sort of passion for art come from? Uh, quite honestly, I, I, I don't have a background in the arts. Um, I was on the board of the Medford Farmers Market um, and uh, my friend Susan Fairchild was on the board with me. She was involved with Cache and said, come get involved. <laughs> and she was actually the spark behind uh, the, the initial idea for Circle Square. Um, and so she brought me into Cache and then over the years, my role developed with the organization. So. Yeah, I think we've been hearing like a little bit too about the connection of art in Medford and like um, some another sort of theme on the podcast is like inclusivity and sort of thinking about equity. And uh, I've, I've heard about some different art popping up around the city that is um, sort of related to those themes. Is that something that Cache is involved in? Um, not those specific projects that yeah. you may be referring to, but certainly we've made uh, specific efforts towards inclusivity. Um, we uh, certainly always try to ensure that our programming and our performers represent a variety of styles and different uh, groups of people in our community. Um, and also uh, we did have an initiative a few years ago where we went out to different segments of the population to try to engage with them because we realize, you know, this expectation of you're going to come to us and engage with the way we want to engage. And we went to them saying, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And how can we be a part of your community as opposed to just inviting you to be part of ours? Great. Yeah. That's like, I think a theme that I've been hearing from folks so in that, in these like attempts to sort of um, be more representative of the, of the people in the city are being able to like hear what folks are wanting. That sounds great. Um, awesome. Is there anything else about Cache that you think it's important for folks to know about? Absolutely. Um, so uh, first of all, uh, in addition to Circle the Square, we have our Mystic River Celebration, uh, which is actually our original festival. It's at the Condon Shell uh, every fall. We were able to bring that back last September and it was such a wonderful event. It turned out to be a perfect, beautiful day. And I think people were really eager for an opportunity to come out and be part of the community. Um, the other thing that we do have, we have our Arts Across Medford online calendar, uh, which features events just within Medford. And last year we had over 1200 events 
Um, it includes online events as well as now increasingly going back to in-person events all around the city. So I really encourage anybody to go check that out on our website, it's just cashayandmedford.org. Or also if uh, anybody wants to, um, they can go to a link on the website and sign up and get weekly email updates about all of the events coming up. Oh, great. Awesome. Is Cashier involved in like the makerspace at all in the library? Uh, we are not involved in the makerspace. Makerspace is part of Arts Medford, a different arts organization in the city, although we certainly have involvement together and the makerspace has been a member of Cashier. Oh, cool. Awesome. Great. Um, okay, so I think our final thing that we were wanting to talk about is the uh, the arts collaborative and the Medford. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting the so, Yes, Arts Collaborative Medford is very exciting. Um, we are working on the creation of a community arts center in Medford. Um, there have been a number of attempts over many years to create an arts center. Um, and our particular group has been active since 2017. Uh, we have representatives of CACHE, the Medford Arts Council, Arts Medford, uh, city personnel and uh, officials um, that have been working on this. And originally we were looking at a city owned property over off of Fulton Street um, that has been vacant for a few years. Um, but then a year ago, we were approached with an amazing opportunity. Uh, one of the uh, applicants for a cannabis dispensary um, offered us a space. So uh, we are partnering with Theory Wellness, um, which is looking to open a dispensary at what was the VW dealership on Mystic Ave, right next to Atlas Liquors. Mm -hmm. um, they have offered us 10,000 square feet at the front of the building, what was the showroom. So it would be you know, front and center, very visible to the public, um, that would be our community arts center. Awesome. And what, what do you, what's your um, like vision for the arts center? Um, it's going to be a, a very multi-use space. Um, it uh, actually it has a beautiful layout already of large and small and medium-sized spaces. So it's going to be a, very, a, a mix of studios for individual artists. We'll have classrooms to have classes and workshops and various presentations. Um, and then there is a large space that could serve for a variety of performances and events. It will also be a gallery space, could be a meeting space for community events. Um, so it's gonna have a lot of opportunity for a variety of uses. Awesome. And it sounds like this is a plan that's like in the sort of like approval process. Is there anything that is important for the community to know about that or? How to be involved? Uh, it, it, we are still waiting for the final approval. Um, Theory Wellness was a very strong candidate among the candidates for a dispensary license, and they're in the process of, we believe, finalizing their host agreement with the city. Um, so we're just waiting for that host agreement to be signed, and then it's just steaming ahead. Uh, you know, the hope is that we can open this art center by the end of this calendar year. Wow. Wow. Is it something that like public support could help move along or is it just sort of a like process that we're right? You know, it, it, it never hurts, but I think, you know, certainly uh, we've had discussions directly with the mayor and other city officials. They know how badly we want this project to move, to move ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they're certainly familiar with our intentions here. Um, it never hurts to remind people, uh, you know, particularly if people are enthusiastic about this project to hear that, you know, we, we'd love to see this happen in our city. 
Yeah. And is it, so is it open to like um, kids and adults, like all ages or what's the sort of. Exactly. You know, uh, we're, we're still working out the details on, you know, any specific program, but uh, yeah, it certainly it will be accessible to everybody in the community. Um, and we, in particular, uh, so we'll have a variety of our own programming that we'll initiate. And then also, you know, we'll have people rent space to have their own programming, but our focus on our own programming will be to keep things no cost or low cost as much as possible to make things as accessible as possible to everybody in the community. Nice. And it's, I think we, you, you and I talked a little bit offline about this, but the, um, it sounds like it's part of it, like uh, part of the agreement with having the dispensary in this city is that they sort of donate that space. So. Exactly. So, you know, part of the negotiation of these host agreements is how they're providing a public benefit. So this was a very, concrete way that theory could provide a public benefit to the community by donating the space. And they're not only donating the space, I mean, they are, they are committing the funds to the build out of the space. It's, you know, it's, it's, it needs to be uh, significantly uh, upgraded uh, to suit our needs um, and they are committing the funds for that. Okay, so once the host agreement is signed, then they'll start kind of working on making the space usable for the arts center. Exactly. So there'll be some significant renovations to the entire building. And also, we do want to just clarify for everybody. Um, so theory is going to be at the rear of the building. We will be at the front of the building, and there's actually a space in between. So there will be no physical connection. Just so you know, where you mentioned, you know, children being on the premises, there's no physical connection between the dispensary and the art center space. We are wholly separate. Helpful to know. And that, that area is on a bus line as well, right? Is it accessible? It is. It is. So it'll be a very accessible space where it was a dealership. There's plenty of parking. It's on a major road. So, you know, very easy for people to get to. Great. And not too far from, you know, where the green line hopefully will be opening up soon. <laughs> so. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what, what are you most excited about for this art center? It's hard to say because I've been working on this for so long. <laughs> I yeah. just want to see it come to be. Yeah. Uh, just the the idea of it actually coming to fruition after you know thinking about this for so long. Um, but I just can't wait for that day when we open the doors and we see the public there and people enjoying this space and having the opportunity to really engage with the arts in a way that they're not able to because we don't have a physical space for the arts. All these amazing organizations we operate out of people's homes and basements and you know community spaces and you know, we don't really have a place for us to come together for the arts yeah that sounds really exciting to have that space so was well, there anything else that you want to make sure to mention today I think that mostly covers it but um you know certainly uh we have our Facebook and Twitter page for the Arts Center as soon as we know that this is moving ahead we will be announcing it publicly um, and we'll be keeping everybody up to date and we'll be, we've done a couple of surveys of the community, um, both uh, lay community people and artists to really get an understanding of what they want to see in our art center. And that's important to us because we don't want to just do what we think people want. Again, we want to know what people want from us, um, but I'm sure we'll be doing more from with that. So, you know, keep your eyes open for it um, and please engage with us and let us know what you want to see. Awesome. And you shared some really helpful links about everything that we've talked about today. And I'll put those in the show notes for people to be able to kind of stay updated about what's happening. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Laurel. 
Thank you for having me and letting me talk about all of these great projects. Anytime. It's like always exciting to hear about. <laughs> Thank you so much to Laurel Siegel. Shortly after recording this interview, Laurel updated me that the mayor has signed the host agreement with Theory Wellness, the cannabis dispensary, allowing plans for the Arts Center to continue. You can find lots of information in today's show notes to follow some of the organizations Laurel mentioned today, as well as to follow the progress of Arts Collaborative Medford. And now, let's hear from our kid correspondents. Hi guys, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Um, if we could start by you just introducing yourself, so saying your name, pronouns, how old you are, and what school you go to. Um, my name is Joe. My pronouns are he or him, and I go to fifth grade at the Roberts Elementary School. My name is Conrad Hogan. My pronouns are he or him. And I go to third grade at Roberts Elementary School. I am nine years old. Thanks, guys. So last time we met in the fall, so we were kind of thinking about the year to come. And we I asked you the question about favorite food. You said that hasn't changed. So Colleen's with ice cream and donuts with a difference. Solid choices, I think. Um, so we had talked before we started recording just about a couple of different things that you guys might want to chat about. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm wondering like what the highlights have been of your year since the last time we spoke. Um, me, definitely one of the big highlights was the new library opening on January 3rd. We went the day after for the first time. It is definitely much better than the old one. Yeah, what do you like about it? Um, so... Already, I like the makerspace, even though I haven't been in it. I'm a future engineer, so I'm going to be probably spending some time in there once it opens, testing out prototypes, building prototypes. Um, I think the video game section, there's a teen room, and you can rent out video games or play video games. Oh. But yeah. So. You have yeah. to be how old? Um, you need to graduate elementary school. Oh. Yeah, anywhere from graduating elementary school to graduating high school. Wow, so, so something to look forward to for you next year. Yep. Nice, awesome. What, and what, in, what's, uh, what are some of the things in the makerspace that you're excited to use? Well, I've heard there might be a 3D printer and maybe a laser. Um, and that's basically all I'm really excited about. Awesome. I've been really wanting to try 3D printing, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, what about the books at the library? Any any book recommendations that you guys have? Um, I'm not really a big book guy. Hmm. I stick more to like sports. Hmm. Um, I would definitely recommend books by Stuart Gibbs. He yeah. is my favorite author right now. And he, he writes some really good, like, preteen books. Yeah. They, they've got books about spies, the moon, um, 
azoo, some some uh some like night people. And they're like mysteries. Yeah, and they're mysteries. Cool. Sounds awesome. And I know that the space at the library, just the big kids' room, is like a lot different. Have you guys checked how much have you guys checked that yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of space. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um what, so the new library, definitely a highlight of the year so far. Uh, what else has been going on for you guys? Um, what else we is... We went skiing. Yep, yep, that. A lot. Yep. Yeah. I heard you guys do cross-country skiing and downhill skiing. Yeah. And what are your favorite spots for that? Um, so we cross-country ski at the Leo J. Martin Golf Course and Ski Track in <laughs> West Massachusetts. Cool. And we take classes there on Saturdays from about 8.30 to 10 a.m. and on Wednesday nights from around 6.30 to 7.30. And we have um, a epic pass for downhill. We can go anywhere in the New England radius. No, there are certain mountains. Yeah, certain mountains that we don't need to pay for. Wow. And we oh. did, but we've been going there for a while. Awesome. So, what's, your, yeah. what's your favorite place for downhill skiing? Hmm. Mount Snow. Oh, wow. That's in Vermont. Awesome. Um, we've been to a lot of mountains, so I, will, I can't have a favorite. They were all good. Nice. Awesome. It's great. And we did get some snow recently. So what do you guys like to do around around home, around Medford when it's when you have a big um, snowstorm? We usually play tackle football outside in our yard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If the snow is deep enough. Yeah, if the snow is deep enough. Sounds kind of hard to run in deep snow and tackle each other. Yeah, um, push it down with our feet. Yeah, we push it down with our feet. And uh. we... We also um, like playing at like whatever weather with our neighbors, Cam and Brennan, mm. like we mentioned last episode. Shout out to them again. <laughs> nice. Favorites of the neighborhood. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. What about sledding? Do you guys do sledding? Yeah. Uh, we did some of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went sledding at Seven Bumps. Seven Bumps. In Malden. By the Felsmere Pond there. Yeah, nice. I think that was Saturday I did it. Nice. Awesome. It was very icy and very fast. <laughs> yeah, that place can be a little scary, I think. <laughs> yeah. It can, it can be very scary. Like, you can feel like um, you're about to go into a pond. Yeah. And so, um, what I kind of don't like is the people don't listen to you if you're at the top of a hill yelling, watch out. But <laughs> if you're, if you're, rumbling down the hill toward them yelling watch out then they actually listen to you yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's scary too because sometimes little kids will go on the other side and so there's like collisions and all the yeah but it's fun too yeah 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 awesome um what about school any uh, any highlights of the school year so far today was our 100th day yep today oh. was our 100th day of school wow and what happens on the 100th day of school Usually we'll do like fun papers, still like math, but with a little 100k theme. Oh. Um, today, um, our teacher 
did absolutely nothing and didn't even tell us. <laughs> and it wasn't until I got into the car after school that I found out that it happened to be the 100th day. Oh, man. So they, they, you didn't celebrate it at all in your class today? We no. did a scavenger hunt. Yeah, we did a little scavenger hunt. Uh, like the whole school? That, yeah, but that was for a different reason. Oh. Um, our teacher had a baby in November. Oh. Institute ever since. But today was the sub's last day with us because mm -hmm. our teacher is going to come back on Monday. Oh, wow. Are you excited to see your teacher again? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That's hard. That sounds like she left in the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, around November. November. Oh, cool. We have a fun months. Nice. I get. I bet you'll get to hear lots of stories about her new baby. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Awesome. And I know you guys. You mentioned last time something that I had never heard of, which was the enrichment classes that they have at the Roberts. So. Oh those yes. Those are happening now, right? Yeah, we um are doing an acting, um, play, and the play is next Thursday. What's the play? Um, it takes place in a castle. Um, my mom is right around the corner and she hasn't seen it. Oh, so it's a secret. Okay. <laughs> really explain it. Hey, so she'll have to, we'll have to wait to hear about it till after. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, and I know, Conrad, you have a new talent since the last time we talked to you. You've been, you picked up the guitar, right? He's going mm -hmm. to grab it. <laughs> so I wanted to give you a chance to play something for us if you'd like. Awesome. Are you taking lessons for the guitar, Connor? Yes. That's great. Wow. What, and what's that song called? Do you know? Um, Ode to Joy. That's right. Awesome. Okay. Great. Well, is there anything else? You know, I know we were, we were talking about maybe thinking about the summer, what you guys are looking forward to. Um, oh, anything else you want to mention? Um. So this. This upcoming summer, I'm going into middle school. So it's probably going to be a very big summer mm. for me. But that's basically all I really have to look forward to. Do you know if you've done anything? Oh, no. and, and camps. Yeah, what kind of camps do you guys do? I'm taking a piano camp. Um, it, it's, like, it's like a school, a week of school except for pianists. Wow. Middle school for pianists. It's one week. Um, it's like from nine to two every day. Cool. Wow. Um, I am, so we have a recital coming up on Saturday. Or Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> and 
Um, after that, I will be going to a baseball to a baseball tryout. So a baseball league thing. Yep. Wow. Do you guys do any other camps for the summer? Um, no, but we um play flag football. Yeah. Right. We're gonna play flag football, soccer, nice. all different sports. Awesome. That sounds really fun. Do you have anything else you guys look forward to for the summer? Um, not really, but we were talking about before podcast, you were asking if we could talk a bit about our road trip last summer. Yeah, that sounded really cool. Do you want to say yeah. anything about it? Yeah, so we rented an RV and we started driving on July 17th and um, we drove all the way from here to Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yep, Yellowstone, Wyoming, in wow. Wyoming, and back in the RV in three weeks. Came back on August 5th. Wow. And that was because there's something for fourth graders? Wasn't there some kind of thing with oh, national park? For fourth graders, where if you're in fourth grade, you get free pass to any national park. Fourth grade counts as anywhere um, in between when you start fourth grade and when you start fifth grade. Oh, wow. You get a free pass to any national park. Awesome. Which oh, well, probably what? saved us huh? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard, it, w- it was $30 a person to get into Yellowstone. Wow. But because I was there, it didn't cost us anything. Um, awesome. And one national park that we went into, Joe was sleeping. And we need to tell the guy that we have a sleeping <laughs> passenger. Yeah. Um, so I was sleeping in the cabin above the driver's seat. And then the RV pulls in and the person says, do you have a fourth grader in your, in your vehicle? And my dad says, yes, he's sleeping above us. <laughs> luckily, luckily, she... Um, took his word and let us in. Nice. So you went to what other parks did you go to besides Yellowstone? Um, we went to um, uh, looked at your shirt. <laughs> Rocky Mountain National Rocky Park. Mountain. Nice. Um, Grand Teton. Uh, Pictured Rocks. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls State Park. Um. Oh, and Lambeau Field National Park in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> wow. Is that where the Packers play? Is that f- yes. Okay, nice. What was the best part? Oh, what's that? We went to Mount Washmore. Oh, wow. That's all. You guys mm-hmm. saw a lot in three weeks. Yeah. Nice. What was the best part of the trip? Um, I have to say Green Bay. There was a KOA that we stayed out at. And it had like a swimming pool um, and stuff that you can rent, like vehicles. Like it had, I think it had a golf, a mini golf course. Yeah. Let me make this short. It man. had everything you can stuff. possibly imagine. Wow. It, Where was that? A pancake house. All you can eat pancakes. Whoa. <laughs> In Palmer Gulch. South Dakota. Wow. 
sounds awesome. What was the weirdest thing about the trip? What was the weirdest thing that happened? Weirdest thing. Hmm. Oh, yes. Mitchell, South Dakota, home of the world's only corn palace. Corn palace? Yes. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, it's exactly what it sounds like. This whole palace, it's not really made of corn, but it's like corn themed. Oh wow! <laughs> I, Outside, uh, yeah, it's it's four stories tall, and uh, it says on the on the front on the main entrance, "The world's only corn palace." That's some kind of claim, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was there anything that surprised you, or anything like you'd give uh, advice to somebody else who was who's taking a cross country trip like this? Um, there's one thing I would suggest. Um, number one, it can get very stinky inside of the RV. And number two, if you go to Yellowstone, don't be surprised if you smell something horrible. Because some of the geysers and hot springs smell putrid. Mm. Horrible. Yeah. And, and there's like this platform that you walk along. It smells horrible. Oh. <laughs> and Rotten eggs times ten. Wow. Rotten eggs, sulfur, sulfur. Yeah, this. My wife is from this town in Oregon, and they have like hot springs there, and it comes out of this like like a bubbler, like it like a water bubbler. And she tricked me, and she said this is the it's the best thing you'll ever taste, and she made me try it, and it tastes like rotten eggs. It was disgusting, but she she tricked me. I imagine that's what you were smelling in Yellowstone. Yeah, Gross. except yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Wow. Awesome. Well, it sounds like a great trip. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, we covered a lot today. Is there anything else that uh, we missed or anything else you guys want to talk about? No, not really. Cool. Well, and February break's coming up. This episode will probably come out after February break, but you guys have any good plans for the, for the break? We're um, going to go skiing at Mount Snow yep. for most, if not all of the week. Nice. Awesome. Your favorite, your favorite mountain. Yeah. Good. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for making the time for me, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for inviting us. Bye. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>